This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello there, welcome. It's so good to be with you. This is my first time on LinkedIn Live. I've been streaming to YouTube and Facebook nearly every week, although I've had a bit of a break over recent weeks. So it's great to be here and the theme for this show is all about thought leadership and innovation and it's a really interesting topic and I've been sort of just delving into it for myself and really sort of thinking about what's great about thought leadership and when thought leadership isn't so great and what we can learn about that as innovators, people who are looking to make a great contribution but also people who are learning from what's going on in the world around us and who are tuned in as well. So those of you who know me will know that I've always been on a bit of a a mission to get people innovating, tapping into their creativity and having the confidence to make their ideas come alive, both individually and in business. And I think, you know, wouldn't it be fantastic if everyone in business felt inspired and confident enough to really go for their ideas. They tuned into themselves, listened to their own intuition, as well as taking on board what other people think and other people's ideas too. But stepping back from that and really critically evaluating what's useful, what's not, and then just going for it and making great stuff happen. So that really energizes me. And I think it's very important for all our businesses to sort of have that mindset where we'll go and we'll give these things a go in the right way. So this show is all about innovation and thought leadership and what we might learn as innovators from thought leadership and particularly two areas. So how do we access the highest potential input from everything that's out there? Because if we put good stuff into what we're doing, if we have great stimulus, then it means that we'll have better ideas and better innovations. But also as we're innovating, by definition, we're doing new things and hopefully we're contributing value through doing those new things. So how might we optimize our contributions? And how can we learn from the thought leadership model to do an even better job of communicating our innovations and so on ourselves too? You know, innovation, it's a multifaceted, fascinating area. And I've studied innovation as well as actually doing innovation for real in many sectors, in transport, in retail, financial services, public sector, the energy sector, utilities, all sorts of environments. And it comes down to the people in the organisation working together, communicating, having creativity, courage, commercial acumen, customer focus, commitment, connection, the right culture, all of these things. And this is really my organising framework for great innovation and for innovation that really does work. In that context, thought leadership is a really useful model to look at. It's a really useful framework. But when somebody asked me years ago, which thought leaders do you follow, Joe, and why? I felt really uncomfortable with the question. 
And sometimes, you know, I think when we feel uncomfortable about something, there's often something useful in there to explore because there's potential for us to learn from that and to grow from it. And what it came down to was the concept or the idea that actually our thoughts are very unique to us. We might have similar thoughts. Sometimes it seems like we even have the same thought at the same time as somebody else, doesn't it? Our thoughts are very personal to us. And why would somebody else's thoughts be better than mine? Why should we follow somebody else? What's wrong with our own thinking? So there was something going on for me around that question. And of course, you know, when people are experts, their thoughts are more useful than mine in in their area of expertise. And I know that. But there's this whole area that our thoughts are really personal to us. And in fact, there's some recent research done last year in 2020 by Popenk and Seng. And this was published in a really well-recognised journal, Nature Communications. And they found that we have 6,000 on average thoughts, round about 6,000, not exactly, thoughts in a single day. Some days we might have more and some days fewer. But how they identified these thoughts were through brain activity patterns that they called thought worms, which I just think is an awesome term. And you can see when a thought starts and finishes by the sort of little burst of electrical activity. Oh, by the way, some people have quoted 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. That's different research. But using this methodology, it looks like around about 6,000. So even taking the worst case scenario that we have 6,000 thoughts per person per day, that's a lot, isn't it? Some of them we filter out, some of them we park and, you know, access them when they're more useful. But our brains are unique to us. And this is the thing. I thought, well, is it more about idea sharing than thought leadership? Because it's more about ideas than thoughts. And actually sharing, isn't that a really generous thing to do? So that felt right. But when I started to dive into a definition of what is a thought leader, what does a thought leader you know, actually do? What are they about? I found this from Denise Brousseau. And I think this is a really good definition. They are informed opinion leaders and go-to people in their field of expertise. They are the trusted sources who move and inspire people with innovative ideas. They have had success and they know how to replicate that success and they share that with other people. And they have people that sort of are dedicated to supporting that way of doing things to drive a really bigger change across an entire ecosystem. So I think that is brilliant for positive change in a team, an organisation, a community, wherever it is, social change, then those are really good things. As long as the thought leader in question you know, is credible, they know their stuff, they're coming from a good place, they are well informed, they are trustworthy as well as trusted. But actually, I think, you know, thought leadership has the potential to do so much good for society, for organisations, for the business community and the customers that we serve. But the thing is, for us as innovators, there's so much out there. We can access all of these thought leaders online through all sorts of media, through video, books, social, blogs, all of that stuff. And it's an opportunity because there is so much out there and it's so accessible. It's also a challenge working out which ones are the great thought leaders that are going to help us and take us to where we want to go, which ones not so, 
but also how do we stand out with our innovations and the difference we are trying to make, the difference we're aiming to make with our vision and mission in that world that is so accessible and with so much out there. And you won't be surprised, uh, Statista's shown that in 2020, 4.66 billion people were actively using the internet, which is just short of 60% of the global population. And the vast majority, again, over 4 billion people using mobiles and using mobile to access social media is still over 4 billion people. So there's a lot out there. There's a lot of choice. And that's brilliant. It brings with it, of course, as I say, opportunity as well as challenge. So on the positive side, on the opportunity side, all of this great information and great thinking in whatever domain brings the opportunity for learning, to create a sense of community. We can all get really you know, connected on social media and find people with similar interests or different points of view and learn from each other. There's the vehicle there to drive a positive social change. We can get inspired and motivated by what other people have achieved. And all of this creates some brilliant creative input because our ideas are when two thoughts come together for the first time. So if we're having thoughts, you know, we're stimulated by what's around us, that can drive out great results for us as well. Now, on the downside, I think we've got a bit of a drive-through, grab-and-go information consumption thing that is going on all around the world in many societies right now. So we're whizzing past great thinking we're sort of picking it up dropping it as we go we're not getting into the depth that would really serve us and I often question how well we're applying all the things that we are choosing to engage with from a thought leadership perspective so we might see something great it might inspire us it might trigger a thought but what are we doing with that are we going any deeper are we really using those insights I think in the main And again, generalisation, not everybody, but in the vast majority of cases still, it's consumption over creation. There's so much there, it's so easy to consume and then just regurgitate that stuff back out again, instead of actually sitting and and having some original thought that builds on that, that takes the thought in a different direction. I often wonder how well we're doing critical evaluation and critical thinking of some of this material here. I know, are we accepting people and what they say they can do at face value because of an image that's in the media or in social? Or are we actually evaluating the quality and the credibility of what they're proposing and what's being said? So we've got this varying quality of thought leaders and therefore we need to be discerning to work out who to tune into as innovators and why and how we need to stand out for all the right reasons. A great thing is is that we are literally we have evolved to look at and learn from the people who are around us from what's going on around us and that can work for us or it can work against us if actually the people that we're following the things that we are learning aren't in our best interest. So it's one of those really and It's like everything, you know, the weather, you know, sometimes there's some good stuff about it raining and there's some not so good stuff about it raining too. So it's how we use it and what we do with it. And it's about us taking responsibility, I think, to contribute authentically and wisely, to use things with discernment and with choice and to take responsibility for that ourselves.
So back to the question. I was asked, you know, which thought leaders do I follow and why? And it was a really hard one to answer. But the real thought leaders whom I admire and and really tune into what they're doing. Firstly, Andrew Huberman. He's really a professor of ophthalmology and neurobiology at Stanford University. And he's on the cutting edge of everything to do with neuroscience around performance and well-being. And he has free podcasts and he has a great YouTube channel as well. And his mission is really to put into the public domain for free the latest information that's coming out of neuroscience so that we can all perform better and live healthier, more fulfilled lives. And just absolute fantastic person to learn from. And for me, a real thought leader because he's trying to, and he is actually making that difference. I'm a big Bowie fan. I don't think that everything Bowie did, you know, was cool. But from a music and a creativity perspective, wow, I think, you know, somebody who's not afraid to go out there and do different things and really stand out. Which also leads to, you know, the theory of actually thought leadership and legacy, because we're all building something, aren't we, that we want to be remembered for. We all want to make a positive impact and a positive difference. So Bowie left a great legacy, for sure, for those who really enjoyed his music and his creations. And then Oprah. I mean, I just think she's an awesome businesswoman and, you know, thinker as well. And I think she's doing some really good work around, you know, education and learning and, you know, people being able to fulfill the things that they they want to do. They would be my three, but of course, from a thought leadership perspective, it's not just people who are thought leaders. Businesses and brands can be thought leaders too. The three for me, let me know what you think. You might disagree completely, but that's the great thing. But Google, whose mission is to organise all the world's information and make it universally accessible. And they're doing a pretty good job of that, I think, in many ways. So Google, Patagonia, really standing strong on principles of circular economy, of the environment. You know, it's really baked into their value proposition and everything that they're doing. And it's not just for big businesses either. Smaller businesses, smaller organisations, not-for-profits can be thought leaders too. And you may or may not have heard of Circos, but what they're doing is really putting baby and toddler clothes into circulation so that those clothes can be used several times because babies grow quite quickly and they grow out of things. So they take the clothes back, make them pristine again, and then circulate them, which I think is a really interesting business model. And it's not just big names. There could be somebody in your team, your organisation, in your community, in your industry, your sector, your town, city, region, village, club, whatever it is, who is the thought leader of that group of people. So, you know, anyone who wants to make a positive difference can really contribute. One of my favourite programmes at the moment, and sorry if you are watching this outside of the UK, and hello to all of you. One of my favourite TV programmes at the moment is Jay's Yorkshire Workshop, where they take a community hero, someone who maybe helps youth or is working to rehabilitate people with addiction or people who are homeless. And they do something really fantastic for those community leaders. And, you know, it's just wonderful. I find it very inspiring and very humbling. So we've got all this stuff out here. How do we navigate that as innovators? Well, how do we take responsibility 
and be more selective. The first thing is about being a conscious consumer. And I sort of pinched that from um, Gwyneth Paltrow, those was it consciously uncoupled or something but conscious consumption for innovators get out of the echo chamber when we're on social media what we're often presented with what we're usually presented with thanks to the algorithm is stuff that we are already into that we're interested in that we agree with but sometimes it's really good to look outside of that and to explore new areas. If we're just listening to people with the same views as our own and go, yep, yep, that relates, that resonates, yep, I'm with that. We're not actually stretching our thinking. And as you know, because you're a great one, innovators, we like to stretch our thinking and have diverse points of view. We need to beware things that are really sound bites and offering us tantalizing, shiny objects that are pretty shallow. And this is where the critical evaluation and the judgment comes in, you know, and also it's down to us not to go chasing after what seems to be the shiniest, most interesting thing. And use some of the ahas, you know, sometimes, you you know, you hear somebody speak, they'll say something or you read something, you think, wow, that's, that really does resonate with me. That That's so useful. Go and do something with it. I'm aiming to do this more, by the way. So some of these things are notes to myself to do this more. I'm not saying I've got this right by any means, but rather than just sort of storing it or cataloging it or even just checking in with it in the moment, use some of those ahas and do something with them. Commit to actually taking action. And the next point is do catalogue them, you know, do scribble them down somewhere. I've got a fab journal. I've always got a journal on the go and I'm catching things and that inspire me. And I'm deciding what I'm going to do with those things that inspire me. And some of them I come back to later. So you don't have to do it all now, but it's wonderful. I love doing that. The other thing is sometimes people have those moments where they've, they've had an epiphany and, you know, this great revelation. They've read something. The question I would have is, it might be new to us, but how new is it to others? So just because we've only now discovered it, and others might have discovered that ages ago, you know, we might just be late to the party. So really interrogate this concept of newness and think, is it is it new for us or is it actually new for everybody? Is it really, really new? Think critically. I think we've mentioned that quite a few times. And also with thought leaders, test their openness to debate. I think this is a really good way of really evaluating the the robustness and, and the validity of people's claims is to test their openness to debate. Because I find that the people who have the most to offer will debate as long as you debate respectfully and constructively and professionally and in all the right ways with the right behaviors, then the people who are really committed don't just sort of you know defend and sort of deny everybody else's opinion or point of view and they will be open to discussion and actually really enjoy that exploration as well so test openness to debate and join the conversation don't be a lurker if you've got a thought you know if you contribute to the conversation the conversation is only going to get richer and more productive so what makes thought leader so the other way around now so that's how do we use all this information you know what are some things to bear in mind for us as innovators uh, is accessing thought leadership um, input 
This way round is all about saying, well, you know, what can we learn from thought leaders so that when we're innovating, we can make an even stronger contribution. And the first thing is for focus for innovators like us who want to optimize our contribution is that it's not self-titled or self-nominated. You know, anyone who goes around calling themselves a thought leader, you know, isn't one unless the people that are, you know, learning and that are getting the ideas from the thought leader are saying that that person is a thought leader. Now, you may disagree with me, but that's my personal view. It's not a self-appointed, self-nominated position or title. It's one that others, I think, need to say about you rather than you say it about yourself. I think the great thought leaders have a mission. They have a vision for positive change that benefits the people that they want to serve. And they're in it to do good stuff. You know, they might benefit as well as thought leaders. That's all right. But actually, they are in it for positive reasons, which do contribute. They push boundaries. They're trying new things. They're looking at life differently and with some originality. Now, how original is anything, really? We're always building on the shoulders of the giants that have come before us, aren't we? And... Everything is really an iteration of some or an evolution of something that's gone before in many, many cases. But there does need to be some originality, pushing things, going in a different direction, zigging when others are zagging and vice versa. Sharing content, sharing, you know, the message, just sharing helpful stuff, I think, is what many great thought leaders do. And they communicate and they stand out. They're not in it to be popular They're not in it to be vanilla and just neutral. They have a point of view and they'll speak out. So this is the courage part of innovation here. They'll create community as well. So a space where people can share ideas and can share learning, you know, and have conversations really that take the thinking forward. And their insights are important, but so are their actions So, you know, to have people, to be inspired by people who are doing the thing, have done the thing, have experienced the thing that they're thought leading in, as well as sharing wisdom and some robust solutions that withstand all that critical thinking that we're going to apply when we hear new stuff. Um, to make sure it's not shiny object syndrome so that's that's it really just some thoughts on on thought leadership a quick half hour there's all sorts of things about how we can dive deeper into that Um, have a look at the website bigbangpartnership.co.uk if you want some interesting stuff around innovation or for free then do that and do slash resources and there's lots there to fill your boots so i do hope you join me again i'll be here every week And next week, I'm going to be talking about design sprints and do they actually work and sharing some thoughts with you on that. But until next time, that's it from me. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show brought to you by Dr. Jo North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.